All right, folks, I got an update from the road here. Um, you're going to get $120 off when you go to MyNectar. That's M-Y-N-E-C-T-A-R.com slash RGC. You're going to get $120 off Nectar's indoor-outdoor allergy test and free shipping when you use my code RGC. I want to talk to you guys about allergies. Um, you all know I've had allergies for a long time, my entire life probably. Um, living in Austin, playing golf, I'm really allergic to grass. Um and ultimately, what I found out about is this product called Nectar. And it's basically not a pill. And it's not going to a doctor's office to get allergy shots, which I've done before. I actually had a guy named Dr. Eiches. But it was really annoying because I had to go in there every month and get a shot and sit there and wait for the shot to hear whatever. Um, ultimately, you know, there's this groundbreaking thing called Nectar. And it's got it's basically allergy drops that go under your tongue daily. It's a safer, more convenient, and it's the most effective way to treat the allergies first. Um, the test is a really cool format here where, like, you sign up for Nectar, you take a test, they send it to you, you take a little pinprick of blood, which was, like, you know, way scarier than it had to be for me. It's just a little pinprick. They take your blood, you put it in a little droplet, and what they do is they find out what allergies you actually have, and then they concoct a little bottle and that bottle gets shipped to you. You keep it in the fridge. You get a three months of treatment. And every day I just squizzle little, two little drops under my tongue. I can't talk for two minutes, you know, so I got it's kind of like keeps me quiet. Um, and ultimately, it creates a personalized experience of an at home allergy treatment. Um, and what's great is uh, I have had very few allergies on this trip. In fact, there was only. There really haven't been any days where I've had any type of allergy attack. I think I may be sneezing once or twice a day, which is very low for me. Um, so very cool. Nectar, thank you for being a thing. I actually found out about this product and I reached out to them because I was like, dude, this is a problem I'm having. And I want to just come up with the best way to solve it. Because ultimately, y'all, your body is your temple. You know what I mean? Like your body is what you play golf with. Your body is what you chill with. You sleep with your body. You play pickleball with your body. You know what I mean? You do all sorts of stuff with your body. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of things you do with your body. So take care of it, you know, because your body ultimately is your unit of delivery into life. So for me, Nectar really takes revolutionary allergy care to free me from the world of allergies. I've got, I'm allergic to every type of grass, dust. I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to horses. And I'm also allergic to, um, you know, hay fever. I don't even know if that's a thing, but whatever. I'm allergic to it. So uh, it's really nice to be, I'm almost a month into the treatment, about to switch into my next bottle, which is on ice, on the bus. Um, the goal of Nectar is that the body will no longer see the allergens as a threat. The symptoms drastically decrease and sometimes even disappear altogether. You will no longer need treatment after three to five years compared to taking OTC, which is over-the-counter, forever. Um, so anyway... Go and hit up this CTA, y'all. Ready? You're going to get $120 off when you go to MyNectar. That's M-Y-N-E-C-T-A-R.com slash RGC. You're going to get $120 off Nectar's indoor-outdoor allergy test and free shipping when you use my code RGC. You will not find a better deal anywhere else. Please support the people that support us. Support the people that support us. MyNectar.com slash RGC. And you're going to use the code RGC, get a customized treatment plan. It's FSA and HSA eligible, which is kind of dope. Actually, at Random Golf Club, we have an HSA. Have you done it, Nick? Have you done the HSA? He's 20 years old. He doesn't care. How old are you? You're 24. 
and it's hella convenient. Just drop it under your tongue, folks, and go on a little allergy-free trip. MyNectar.com slash RGC and use the code RGC. Thank you, Nectar. Really appreciate you guys making this product. All right, folks. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Coming at you live from a hotel in Vernon Hills, which is a town outside of Chicago. This podcast, as with all of the others, is brought to you by uh, water, earth, <laughs> a long, a large bus, a long trip, thousands of amazing people that decided to come out for the Mad Scramble Tour. There are still a few tickets available, but most importantly, it's brought to you by Lab Golf. It's been really fun to be out at the Mad Scramble events at your local Muni and um, seeing a lot of other people roll up with lab putters, which is cool. Obviously, there was a huge win recently on tour. Um, a couple players bringing the bringing the win home with the lab putters. So, and of course, we want you to go over to labgolf.com slash remote hyphen fitting or hit the link in the description of the podcast. It's a free remote fitting and they're going to hook you up with, um, you know, an amazing piece of magic that's going to get the ball in the hole faster. So big thanks to Lab Golf for supporting Random Golf Club. Uh, those of you listening, you are Random Golf Club, so please support the partners that support us. Thank you so much, Sam and team at Lab Golf. This week, uh, while uh, while the team and I, Nick, Landon, uh, Tyler, Cam, and Charles, uh, stow ourselves away in the hold of a bus, um, you've got a great podcast coming forward. This is filmmaker Ross Allen. Um, Ross, uh, you know, kind of a new old friend, kind of one of these cats that I met on his way through Austin and felt like we were the same person, uh, you know, which was really cool. He, um, he and his buddy Mitch came by and Mitch actually, um, Mitch, I ended up going to Finland with him, um, because, you know, Ross hangs out with a talented crew. So Mitch came over to Finland, actually Norway and Sweden. Um, and I think England, which was a crazy trip a few months ago. We've got a breaking pebble coming out of that soon. Um, but, uh, but Mitch and Ross, uh, filmed a short documentary called golf in America. That's, uh, based on the, um, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of a month long road trip, um, where they just met a bunch of cool people and played golf together. And obviously, you know, Ross is a He's a commercial director, so he's got like a really interesting set of skills when it comes to filmmaking. You know, it's all about um, encapsulating a, a large, impactful, emotional story into a very short period of time. So I have seen a rough cut of the film that Ross has put on, and you will see the finished cut of Golf in America coming soon to Random Golf Club uh, YouTube channel. Um, so Ross and I spent some time talking about the combination of two of our favorite passions, golf and filmmaking, and what it means to kind of like create around this game that we all love. So please enjoy um, the time that Ross and I spent together with JoJo and um, enjoy, you know, Ross's smooth accent. Obviously, he doesn't sound like he's uh, from Canada. He has a he has kind of a funny accent. So I'll see if you can figure out where he's from. I think we talked about it. Um, so without further ado, thank you for listening to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Thank you to Lab Golf. Thank you to Ross Allen. And thank you to everyone who's coming out to the events that we're holding on the Mad Scramble Tour. Um, we're heading up to the East Coast, Pittsburgh, Philly, Boston, New Haven, Providence, Montauk, Bronx, Washington, D.C., Virginia Beach, Myrtle Beach, Charlotte, and Nashville. So if those sound like uh, near you, 
head over to randomgolfclub.com. Please pick up a ticket and hang out with us. It is the most fun you can have on grass. And I mean, <laughs> all right, cool, everybody. Well, enjoy the show. I will see you in a minute. Later, Kev. Awesome. Hey, mate. How you feeling? Good. First pod. Really? Yeah. This is your first podcast ever? Why would I be on a pod? Why would you be <laughs> on a pod? I guess I've asked myself the same question. Well, I think because you're interesting. Thank you. You don't think yourself is interesting? I think there's... Everyone's interesting. Right. There you go. So... That's because... Why? Like, what? what, what is it about your worldview that tells you that? It's just opportunity. I, I think this will be a part of the future for my progression in film but uh coming in this opportunity to talk to yourself is uh it's great it's interesting because like we obviously have a lot in common ross here on the show what's your last name ross alan, alan. alan. Two, what's your middle name no no middle name no straight, middle name straight up dude no it's interesting because like as a director right you you're a director by trade yep uh there's like there's this i find myself more wanting to be around people who are interested than interesting Nice. Do you look at that? Like, because I mean, I guess, what do we have in common there? No, t- I totally agree. Like, I think we have a lot in common, not because I'm, uh, you know, a follower of your content and your journey and your pods, obviously, but as a storyteller, I think there's a lot of crossover there. And that's a broad um, topping, uh, you know, talking point, but um, it is a part of my, my nature to be inquisitive. And uh, this particular film that we might be talking about is probably the, you know, encompassing all of the things that um, interest me. Right. Which is film and golf. You put everything into one. To some degree. I put everything into everything. Right. I'm a bit of that guy. Right. Yeah. What makes an interesting person? Um, I'm getting real no, I like fucking it. vague here in the yeah, beginning. You're, you're like, you, I can see where you're going with the conversation, but you're in outer space. You have one of those space <laughs> lasers. <laughs> Are you trying to say ground control to major Tom? Tom? Behind us now. So I just think what makes an interesting person? Almost anything. I mean, story is, yeah, anyone who's got a story and willing to tell it, or even who someone who isn't, like um, someone who's interesting is a, uh, I don't know. Well, that's, uh, that's the broad sorry. question. And then here's the specific question for, the, for a director's mindset. Go ahead. You're doing a documentary and every single day, every person you interact with, you're considering whether or not you'll film them, I'm guessing. Yeah, or if they're willing to be filmed. Every interaction. So what is the distinguishing quality? Wait, they have that to be willing? <laughs> I thought you just throw it, throw the camera at him. Legally speaking, throw the camera. At <laughs> Different rules in Vancouver, I think. <laughs> but what, what, uh, what about an encounter or a person? What makes you want to press go on record? What makes the red light turn on for you? Good question. I think I, I've been thinking about this, and like I'm a director of moments. Um, that that's the everything coming together. Obviously, from the crew side and the logistics side, from the idea side to the actually happening side. So when I'm looking in a monitor and I'm seeing a story or I'm meeting a new person, that just makes me the happiest person alive. And like this, for example, is has been a real manifested project. And when I'm opposite someone like yourself, opposite someone like Cheyenne, who we met on the road, and everyone on the road in the woods. Sorry, so Cheyenne, <clears throat> Cheyenne Stewart from oh. uh, Dobson. Oh, cool! Uh, such a Scott Scottsdale, the ranch, Dobson Ranch, where you went to the meetup. Where we went to the meetup, they stopped at coincidence of the world. I can't wait to hear about it. I, wait, I know nothing. You randomly were at the meetup, not the meetup. Oh. No, we were there a couple of days ago. Like oh. same golf course, yeah. Right, just... right. I've also lost complete context of time. Oh yeah, it gets compressed. <laughs> so finish your question. Did you? Did it get out? Well, well, no. He he was asking like. 
and even when it comes to someone like Cheyenne, so what about that experience in the first place makes you want to start recording? I think just learning of someone. Like I think that really kind of comes down to it. Cheyenne was uh, an unexpected uh, casting uh, of that day, particularly. And this is, um, as I mentioned, like we're kind of, as a commercial director, it's my job and my duty to have everything dialed, storyboards, casting, uh, hair and makeup, and I'm, I'm work with heads of departments to make sure everything's dialed. You can't make mistakes when you make commercials. No unknowns, because they're paying you a lot of money to not have any surprises. In theory. Yeah. Um, Accidents are not happening. <laughs> it's, 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 you have to be foolproof. And this kind of project being so uh, off the cuff or spontaneous, but again, manifested. So this has been two, three years kind of in the making. Really? Yeah. Just Okay, so let's back up. Let's hear about the project and how you got here. Tell, tell, tell everyone listening kind of like, just, you know, okay, so how do you answer that? Uh, I'm making a film called This is Golf America. Very broad title, but it's a portrait of golf across America on and off the course. It's about where golf extends to and who it extends to. So it's not about swinging. It's not about score. It's not about kind of winning. It's about, um, you know, the accessibility, the community, and kind of a lot of those other kind of cliches, I guess. But it really is golf's bigger than a game to me. So that's kind of what we're trying to capture. And obviously your content and other people around the world make amazing content. And the idea just came from, I, I don't want to say this, I said I wouldn't, but I kind of want to make golf look cool. Yeah, why and, is that bad? No, it's, it's just so vague and it's just such a stupid thing to it's say. It's vague? Mm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> cool, cool is kind of... Yeah, cool. I said I wouldn't say it, but I just did and I'm probably going right on the front what of What would you rather say? I just wanted people to be surprised. I want people to be like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Oh, golf is that. And that's where kind of my philosophy for this film came from and was kind of honing over the last two or three years. When you ask someone if you golf, the first question you're usually, the response you usually get, hey, Eric, do you play golf? Yeah, but I'm no good. Mm. And, and I, my, I follow up saying, I didn't ask how good you are. I asked if you played. It is such a fun, you get that a lot. Like, I'm no good. And you're like, huh. Uh, yeah, if you ask someone if they play basketball, they don't answer like, yeah, but I miss most of my shots. I love basketball. Right, they say that, or they, yeah, yeah, like, for sure. That's like me. I, I kind of I surf, but I'm not a surfer, and I'm not very good. But I, you know, I do, and I participate. And I think golf is like where um, we did an experimental film last year called First Date, and uh, what was interesting was even that as a filmmaker was like it changed on set. Uh, we were kind of making a very kind of more stylized vignette of a kind of expression of golf is kind of we use the, the terminology of first date to kind of have a date and kind of made it look a bit more rebellious and sexy if you will and a bit more kind of unexpected in that way but during the shoot uh the two actors were talking and i wasn't going to record dialogue uh it was all going to be montage <clears throat> and then i uh, put my phone down to record very low tech just put it in the middle and they were talking about the first time they played golf and she played golf on a date he played golf on the range her grandpa used to take her and that really kind of got the wheels turning of just like what I think golf is. Golf is mini putt. Golf is driving range. Golf is, you know, um, shooting your best score. But, uh, but it's it's all of those things. And when you just broaden the uh, range of golf, it also broadens the entry level, um, which obviously is probably one of golf's biggest contro controversies. Like, oh, I don't play golf because it's too expensive or it's for those type of people. And mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, by showing more diversity, by showing more, uh, iterations of golf that you do too obviously and um it just kind of makes it more accepting and open to a broad audience yeah yeah it's interesting there's definitely i think you know like the i find the hurdle that's most interesting is like yeah i don't play golf because i'm like not really a golfer mm. 
it's like because certainly yeah, you get the time you get the money you get the driving the aspect the clubs expensive the learning the hurdle but all those things but it's kind of like it's kind of seems like yeah i just i'm not that type of person is the funny it's like sorry to agree that's kind of like i think that's actually what it is and everybody um just says the thing on top because it's easier it's like do you really want to go to dinner no nah, i'm busy but like they really just don't want to go to dinner with you so or whatever i mean i don't know like i want to go to dinner with you Let's do it. For the record. Let's do it. We're going to go to dinner. So, what, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you guys questions on the pod. Oh, no. Sorry. No. <laughs> One-way stream. You can ask. <laughs> well, like, what do you, what do you th- like, think golf is? Um, I, I hear a lot of your podcasts. I understand kind of some of your p- perspective. But in this context of, like, what makes an interested person to you for when you go to document or, you know, celebrate them around the world? In terms of golf, what yeah. makes an interested? Yeah. Uh, well. I mean, like, golf just has this, like, it's kind of like uh, an hourglass, you know? Like, if you were to, like, look at an hourglass on its side, it's like, there's all this stuff on the left, which is, like, not golf. And then if you pass through that little thing where the grain of sand can get through, it's just as big on the other side, and that's just golf. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's just, golf is really, I think of it as, like, a litmus test of kind of, you know, how you manifest yourself in an environment and like i don't know do you know ram das i don't think so <clears throat> he's like a what is he writer teacher philosopher. philosopher yeah pretty out there dude right like loves lsd and shit have you taken lsd no i haven't oh come on i haven't taken not any. yet not yet <laughs> i have a story for you guys about last weekend after this oh my god pebble on acid the architect guy no, just my last weekend. <laughs> did you take acid last weekend? I did, yeah. You did? I did, yeah. Wait, I didn't know this. Well, I hadn't had a chance to tell you. You should have announced it in the Monday meeting. <laughs> one team, one dream. <laughs> you were in one dream. Uh, for those listening, my mother included, it was very safe. And You're an adult. I'm an adult. You can take acid whenever you want. I can, I can not whenever you You're want. You're crushing. Jojo, hey, if Jojo's mom, I just want you to know. <laughs> Jojo's crushing it at work. <laughs> but, but I was... Uh, How many people were there? There was about eight people there. Oh, good. But only three of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well, one of my friends came up to me and he held out a tinfoil wrapper. And this is like, well, Sob. <laughs> Guarantee it was him. Bleeping that. <laughs> <laughs> it was him, right? I yeah, know. How, how could you be wrong? Um, and, uh, and it looked like a gum, like a five gum wrapper. And he was like, I found this in the cup holder of my car. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, it's acid. It's good. I've had it before. I forgot about it. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I can't describe it. And it kind of comes back to the Alan Watts, how your choices define you. And if you're willing to act like water in those moments, I was like, okay, I think I have to do this. Do, do you feel different this week? Than you, bit, it, right, how? Tell me. I feel a little bit more uh, letting the world come to me. Ooh. Like a little bit more like the decisions have already happened. I just don't know I've made them yet. <laughs> He's still tripping. I didn't. I didn't take very much. Wait, I love. I didn't this. do like a heroic dose or anything, but we did. And then this, I we started just putting, and the, right. there's like eight people here in this little party. Right. And I don't five minutes, an hour, two hours. These time passes dilates differently. <laughs> these, these measurements mean nothing to me. But uh, I was just two feet away from the hole. Right. Like I, you know, the full practice putting mat's eight feet. I was just two feet away, and I was just doing like. Get tappins. Yeah. I was just doing tappins, <laughs> and the hole just kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
Amazing. I couldn't I couldn't fathom it until it was smaller than the ball. Oh. And the ball still found a way to like still. it was like when you see those rats that sneak through cracks and yeah. like kitchen plaster or whatever. Yeah. It just kept dropping and dropping and dropping. It's so beautiful. That's really like a metaphor for golf. Like it's just like it still finds the hole no matter how small it is. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to No, I love this knock dude. you off track. So so um it, but like now I'm reflecting back on this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like did you get a promotion this week or was it last week? Uh, yeah, la- I think it was last week. It was last week. Yeah, that was, that's probably what gave me. The- <laughs> We're it's like, celebrating it's like, tonight. It's like, you know, when you get paid and then you go to the bar. <laughs> you know, just went to the, to the acid I didn't dealer. seek it out, to be clear. It yeah. sought you out. Yeah, yeah. Both. Actually. I used to tell myself that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, Ram Das. Go back to okay? Ram Das, yeah. Ram Das says, like, he loves golf, which was kind of a surprise to me, right? Like, he's like a hippie, right? Big in the, like, you know, the 70s and stuff. And, you know, he would say, like, I love golf because it kind of gives me an opportunity to, like, put my experience on a canvas, right? I think the reason why everyone says that they're so bad at golf is because it's this game that's, like, just the perfect mixture of, like, addictive and impossible nice and it's like hard to really you know like it's impossible to perfect it but it's just addictive enough that you'll just keep coming back it would be like uh, it's like a slot machine right i mean like mathematic like uh, psychologically speaking the idea that a slot machine every once in a while you win it's the same with golf like uh and so i think if you keep coming back to the game you have an opportunity to like look within for sure unless you quit which a lot of people do. They always come back. But so I think like the whole idea of like changing the way golf is seen is certainly interesting because you want to make golf cool because it truly is an opportunity to like really I think I think in some ways like you said Jojo like let let it let the experience come to you. Nice. I don't I don't, don't get me wrong Eric I'm not I'm not thinking that I'm trying to change the world like I do. I, I'm trying to make a film. I don't I, mean, I think I am. You do? Oh yeah. Yeah, you are. I'm, I'm just trying to make one film, and it's just like it's working, and and it's and it's it's the uh, the beauty. Well, of this. By the way, I just want to warn you. That's how I started too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, this is really the combination of the two my two loves, which is golf. Uh, so don't forget, I have oh, I have a daughter, uh, seven month old, called Maya. I wanted to give her a shout. Maya, yeah. What's up, Maya? She's rad. And I my, can't imagine Maya's listening right now. She, there's a chance. There's, and my girlfriend Emma. She'd be like, rad. Uncle Jojo takes asses. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a bad influence on that she's a she, big she's a big pod listener she goes in and finds the bleach and you're like that's not even the right thing like it's <laughs> that's acidic do and it, then man. she's like Hasidic, and you're like totally different <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying, Ross? I don't know. It's just like just combining the two loves, uh, the two professional loves of, not professional, but the passion of golf and the profession of filmmaking and just trying to feel, see if there is an audience for it. There is what, this is a really good example of like making something for nothing or no one. And as a director, you know, you want to make things that are watched. Uh, Maybe you want to watch things that change. Maybe you want to watch things that people like or love, or maybe you want to get recognition. There's a lot of different reasons why um, and how people make films and um subscribe to some degree but when when i made when i made um the short film first date last year like i just dropped all ego and expectation i literally didn't care if people liked it or not and i think that's kind of like what's happening this one like we're, we're now starting to build up some rhythm and some momentum by just by the people we're meeting and it's not building expectation i don't really i'm not weighed down by expectation because 
um on my own biggest critic so yeah it's always going to suck in my eyes but i just feel like it's um it's building to something and it's kind of fun i think that well i think the context that i'd love to give everyone listening here is is ross describe golf what is golf? What, what is golf america give it give me one sentence like what is it actually <laughs> boil it down boil it down yeah have it well this is golf america is a portrait of golf on and off the course uh like in modern times so uh that's longer than what you asked for that's okay. Well, and what what is <laughs> it? It can be. He didn't say not yeah, a run-on yeah, yeah. sentence. Yeah, you can give me some poor grammar. Uh, I got that. And logistically speaking, and now this is from more of a production standpoint. What is it? What is it entailing? Good question. Yeah. So we're traveling from. Uh, as I said, this has been a in my brain for like two or three, four years. Just the idea of like there has to be a different way to combine a lot of types of golf. So what we are looking for is commonality. We're looking for um, stark differences on the contrary, and then absolutely how these kind of combine and where is the through line. So the through line is golf as a as a feeling. And that's kind of what first date was. We turned a sport from a, uh, or golf from a sport to a feeling and to see how that reacted with, with an image. Yeah. And so uh, this is golf where my team and I, Mitchell and um, Ben, uh, we're, kind enough to join me on this uh, crazy trip and only come about um i mean two years two or three years in the making uh, mitchell mentioned it like late december early jan and we just kind of pulled the trigger had a little gap in our schedules and we're like we, we decided like we could have done a two minute short film in vancouver or a two-week trip in america and so we're traveling from los angeles to florida uh, staying low because the time of year and some logistics i have a baby as i mentioned and and a few other things uh, factoring in but we're heading heading east, uh, picking up um, you know incredible stories along the way. Really, and it, it's about story, and it's about you know landscape. It's about where golf can be played, where golf goes, um, and also for me as a kind of childhood fan, I guess of America and like Americana, and that just kind of like aesthetic is something I always wanted to capture. So, from a filmmaking perspective, it's about the people and the re relationship of golf in like. You know, Southern America. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, don't want to get too filmy, but there's get, a, there's get a filmy. Do yeah, do it. this is the audience. Yeah. So you're you're uh, at the turn. You just finished your front nine, as you've been saying. Correct. Yeah. So we've uh, traveled from Los Angeles um, through Salt. Sp- uh, sorry, Los Angeles to Palm Springs up to Vegas. That was obviously fun and entertaining in Vegas. Uh, met some great RGC guys and girls. Yeah. So real respect to that. And as I mentioned to Jojo, um, the RGC network has been incredibly generous. So um, just the way that they connect and the way that the golfers connect on the discourse and through uh, emails and DMs and IG, like huge resource. Yeah. So thank you for building that out. It's really helped the blueprint. It's like designed film. for you, seriously. It's great. And it's like almost accidental. I'm very conscious that I don't want to kind of follow on your, on your kind of footsteps, but it's just there's such an incredible network of people who are just have that. If you're part of the RGC, you have that kind of welcoming attitude yeah. and the aptitude to to experience an aptitude to learn and to accept and like i really liked an example for example in uh, los angeles uh, sorry in um, vegas <laughs> i decided to hit a pitch and wedge on, on a par three i would consider myself a golfer you know i've golfed since i was 13 and i have two handicaps one which is my ego and one which is the reality uh, quite different and uh, <laughs> i uh, hit this ball teed up on a on a par three pitch and wedge easy easy shot complete shank Three or four of the guys in unison shouted, rule 17B. And I was like, I obviously knew what that is. And I was just like, sweet. Like, I wasn't sweating. And like, no one cared if I hit a bad shot. We just literally laughed at the shot and kind of moved on. And ironically, I did it three more times in a row. But 
Um, on the same tee box. Consecutive tee boxes. Just Amazing. every time I tried to hit it, just. Yeah, and then they did they stop laughing or did they? Well, they just, <laughs> they just kind of like I think they got bored of how bad it was. But just the fact that they said seventeen B, which I believe maybe you guys made up the phrase, you know, the random golf club, and it's just like it was just great. It was a nice way to just kind of there was no ice to break, but just to kind of really feel that kind of community within that group of people. Yeah, and 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 since then we've met some uh, in, uh, individuals and some groups that are just kind of always teaching us something and always giving us something unexpected. Yeah, and. And we're heading across. Uh, yeah, we're, we've done a few states. How does how does that make you feel? I'm so curious mm. how you feel. First of all, to me, it's like the scene in Interstellar when she finds out that her dad has been talking to her through space time. Uh. You know what I mean? He's like pushing the books, and the path has been there already. How does it feel to make to see a filmmaker travel across America? Because here's something you don't know: he drove from uh, White Sands from Albuquerque for the last couple of days, and he stopped at a golf course in Marfa. Oh, you went there. Yeah. Beautiful place, huh? Beautiful place, beautiful people. Yeah. Real special. Did you meet Ernest? We met Max. Oh, you did. He sends his hi. He says hi. You know, he. Uh, I thought he got into college. Oh, you met Max Cabot. Yeah. That's so strange. <laughs> I wore his hat yesterday. I've never worn it. Nice. He was wearing it yesterday, too. You were with him yesterday? Yesterday morning. That's fuck. Remember I had it on? Yeah. I had the Sentinel hat on. Uh-huh. They were, you were both wearing it under the same hat. That's so weird. He looks like you, too. I feel, like, I feel like there's an Eric Max? vibe there. Maybe cut his hair? No, he's still long and cool. Oh. That's crazy. How does that feel? Um, likely. I don't <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I think that, I think um, we, did, we did coin the phrase Rule 17B. Yeah. And as you were talking about it, it made me think like, you know, what's interesting about 17B is like, um, have you ever worked in a restaurant? When I was a kid, yeah. Yeah. You ever spill a huge tray and shatter it? Many times. What happens? The gasps and like kind of it's not very pleasant. Particularly. Oh, oh! Usually people laugh. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's usually applause. Yeah. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. Where were you waiting tables there? Uh, I was actually an American diner in in Norwich. Oh shit! Yeah. Asshole. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there was an applause. Like it was just more like a gasp. I feel like it's usually just applause. I mean, I guess unless you're hey, maybe you're with the wrong crowd. Our goal is to applaud. No, I like right. it. And so it's, we'd actually like to change rule seventeen B is clap at the bad shots. <laughs> because it's hard to laugh when uh, it's just not funny but um yeah i mean it's a it's a strange feeling i mean i don't know it's not it's 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 really pleasing to know that it works and it's only going to work better right the community itself i think um you know make your own kind of music you know i i got into golf and i didn't i didn't have it i didn't have that i didn't i love to travel and I didn't have a way of connecting people with at the course. And most of the times I'd connect, you know, more often than I would get connect with some dude that was like bad at golf by his own admission and also not okay with it. And I was like, um, <clears throat> why are you here? You're like, this round is special for me. Like, I'm just happy to be at Pacific Grove. It's a beautiful place, you know, like <laughs> it was just so strange to me, you know? Sure. And um, yeah, that's great. I'm a bit tripped out, honestly. But it it is uh, obviously I have to speak to Jojo. It, it it yeah, it's just been a such a cool network, and it that it functions outside of or well, within the world of RGC, but kind of like without kind of your direct control or whatever you want to say. But honestly, from the JR like JR super ambassador guy and um, Brett connected us to JR, JR connected us to the next person, Natalie at, at, at Dobson, and just the way that these communities are interconnecting is 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 really great. And again, like 
thank you for the resource. <laughs> like we're not we're not following your IGC and in your your uh, adventures in golf. Like the podcast. communities are already there. It's Every, great. Any, anywhere you would go, there would well, be. It would, it would make sense that it would happen in that way because um, there's no other way to connect with a global community of golfers. Because we are finding like it's hard to like be hyper specific. Like whoever you're generally looking for a film at like, going across the states that we are like I think it's eleven or twelve in total. Uh, as we're now in Texas and heading to well Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Florida, Georgia, and said so I feel like we're on the back nine of this project, and I I wanted to do this project the way we have, which is semi planned. Yeah. Um. Again, which we're, what we can't do in commercials because everything has to be dialed and. And that spontaneity gives us opportunity to meet new people, be invited or or seek something else or travel further. So even tomorrow we'll be working, we'll be shooting together and then heading up to Dallas, which was not where we were headed, but we're doing it for an opportunity and heading back down south kind of thing. So it's just, um, yeah, it's just part of the process of like using like word of mouth. It's kind of like almost digital word of mouth, if that makes sense. Yeah. The Discord is becoming that kind of, oh, my friend of a friend or IG is that kind of thing. So it's... um. We're trying to keep it low tech in a way, but making sure that we can get connected through people who care. Yeah, which is and also just some lone individuals who we jump on with a camera. Who's <laughs> the best? Well, we got to take a break. Um, but right before we do, the the last thing that I really want to highlight that I found very interesting about your trip is you're paying for it. Yes. Yeah, you're totally right. And that's that's fascinating. Like you know, there's a true one for me, one for them kind of mentality there where when you're normally a commercial filmmaker, do you have to take that? No. Um, where if you're normally a commercial filmmaker, you're working with people, you know, there's such a different KPI about how to do it. And here, what, you saved up money for how many years to do this trip? I mean, does it does it add pressure to it or does it take pressure off it knowing that you're playing with your own money here? Good question. I mean, yeah, this is, we'll call this a passion project. That's like no audience, no sponsor, no kind of end result, no no publisher. And that's part of what makes us so kind of basic filmmaking in a way. It's for the love of it. But we we hope there's um, some prospect in the future. But paying for it through the company, good idea that myself and Mitchell run a Mac and Ben's a part of too. Like, yeah, playing with your, playing with your own money is... Does, it, it doesn't put pressure on it. It just makes it feel great. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, that, that, that proves that I, I do my job with to be paid or to pay to do it. Like, it, it's the passion is why I love it. It's great. It, it's harder to justify being away from my, my girlfriend and my, part, and my partner and my uh, my daughter, Mai, who's only seven months. So, like, I'm going away for two weeks and not coming back with a small bucket of money. <laughs> I'm going away out of pocket. Yeah. And so that's a different thing. But, um, it just, it's not, again, it's not a crusade. It's just something I wanted to do, something I needed to do. It, it's more than a want is why I'm doing it. It, yeah. it just felt like a need. And it feels just like, it feels just like the start. Um, obviously, we're going to run this project through until Florida. We'll get a beautiful cut and I hope um, people watch it. But Do you think it'll be, you don't know how long it's going to be? Short. Yeah. Yeah, the shorter the better. We hope, um, we know there's going to be like a stellar 60 and we want to maybe go up to max six minutes. This is, this is by nature, not doc. It's, it's, portraiture and it's and it's slice of life and it's moments but it's my biggest challenge as the filmmaker is to really kinetically connect the exaggerate the differences and then connect the kind of core and i i do that as a filmmaker in commercial through short duration 
um, to try and give you impact, to try and make you feel something or to offer up an emotion that could that you might be feeling. I'm not, I don't make commercials that tell people what to do. I, I do, they're called infomercials. But as a commercial filmmaker, I care about I'm sure story. they pay well. Yeah. <laughs> they're the worst ones. But um, you also say, um, no, no duration yeah. yet. Um, but we know that the story's building. I can't wait to see this. We'll talk about media theory in a second. We're, we're going to have a quick break. And we'll come back and we'll explain why TikTok is ruining. Let's, let's watch the short and then break. All right, folks. Now that we're back in the thick of summer, you might be looking for a wholesome, convenient meal to support sunny, active days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and they can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious. Funny, I read that as ridiculous. Um, but they mean to say nutritious. I think it's ridiculous in a good way. Like, wow, what a good deal. Anyway, these nutritious ready-to-eat meals are delivered straight to your door. So you're going to save time, you're going to eat well, and you're going to stay on track reaching your goals. I'm a big um, you know, nutrition guy. I'm really careful about what I eat. And Factor makes it a lot easier, especially on the road, to be eating healthy. Um, and so they, they fly in, they, they throw down a meal from the sky, it lands on the bus, there's a little deposit box and, uh, you know, the meal actually goes straight into my mouth. So got to love factor for helping us out on the mad scramble tour. Uh, it's a really good option if you're too busy with summer plans to cook, but you want to make sure that you're eating well. So please, um, you know, do your best to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures. Uh, all about wellness goals this summer, right? Like trying to be healthy, trying to live longer, aren't we? I mean, Nick over here, you want to live longer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all do, right? So um, calorie conscious options, also a thing. Recently found out that uh, calories are bad for you. So um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if that's true. But anyway, need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? You can try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Um, so with Factor, you can rest assured making a sustainable choice. Nah, I don't want to read that one as we drive a bus around the world just burning up oil. Um, okay, so get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered straight to the door of your bus if you happen to be living in one. Ready? In just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head over to factormeals.com slash show 50 That's show 50 and use the code EALSHOW550 to get 50% off. That's almost half. Just kidding. That's exactly half. That's the code EALSHOW50 at factormeals.com slash EALSHOW50 to get 50% off. Thank you for supporting the podcast, Factor. Thank you for listening. Now back to some nutritious informational podcasting. See you soon. So that wasn't an idea until you were doing a casting for something else and two people started talking about it. The two questions that kick, kick things off is, why did you play golf? Why did you play golf the first time? And why did you play golf the second time? I feel like first time is sometimes, uh, sure, why not? I'll pop along. Or uh, it's, it's a kind of more of a, it's rarely seeked out individually. It's often offered to join something. Uh, but I feel like the second time you play is a very conscious decision. And that's where that, connection begins right so first and second go ahead i mean i was young so i must have been my dad i think i was in swinging clubs in the in the in the living room since i was a kid like the plastic set but there's I, I always use 13 as the age where i switched um from soccer or football mm. so i call it soccer it's football. 
um, to golf. I, I'd rather have played um, that morning with my dad. It was a Sunday morning that my dad used to play at t- seven o'clock tea time with his friends. And I was 13, probably nearly six foot tall, quite long and lanky and getting worse and worse at soccer and football. And I was like, I'm getting better and better at golf. And it was it was beyond just the playing. It was being with my dad, his friends, and just the kind of the routine of that Sunday morning round. Like, I, I think about it, I dream about it. And that's like, even when I'm home, uh, which is quite rare now in England, it's just like, you know, we try and get that tea time slot at seven o'clock on Sunday. And as an adult, when life gets in the way and partying and whatever, like, I still committed to that seven o'clock, never missed it. Like, was never going to, like, be a dick and kind of <laughs> turn up hungover. It's just like, that's my time. And and with my dad and beyond. So um, the way I think about golf is like, yeah, and, and I think as I took it pretty seriously as a kid. And then I, I had a really nice transition where I took it too seriously and I didn't enjoy it. And then the worst thing was my dad didn't enjoy it. When I got when up, you were taking it when I got frustrated. Sure. Club snap or I don't think anyone enjoys it when someone takes it too seriously. It's pretty pretty uncool. Yeah. Um have you snapped a club before? I have as a kid. Wow. Yeah. That's serious. Yeah, I mean, uh, what was I chasing? I, I don't know. Like I was, you know, becoming low handicap and chasing the a potential career as a club pro and and realized that there wasn't for me and I wasn't chasing anything so I was because I wasn't chasing anything I was getting angry for no reason I then like fortunately pulled out and was like this is not cool like golf so much more enjoyable and and ironically started enjoying it more started taking it less seriously started getting better results but yeah you know I'm not result driven anymore it's just stoked to be on the course yeah family friends whomever like it's cool yeah, it'd probably be pretty hard for a singer to be like, I'm going to write at number one. Or, I don't know, maybe they can, maybe some people can do it, I don't know. But, yeah, it's interesting, man. I'm like trying to picture you, what's your dad's name? Peter. Yeah. Big Pete. What does he, what does he do? Dad's an electrician. Oh. Very um, casual electrician, domestic Where electrician. Where in England? A place called Norwich. Is oh, yeah, is that near Newcastle? No, it's 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 northeast of London. It's northeast. in it's in what's called East Anglia. We, I played at a Parkland course called Sproulston and Is it near Highgate? No. I'll be honest with you, you might, it might be my geography is oh. terrible. Are you a Norwich City fan? No. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't like soccer. Are you oh yeah, you don't like football. Yeah. I just don't like to get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't get it. No, I I don't like the culture around it. Ah uh, yeah. The, okay. the the lad culture somewhat doesn't doesn't tickle my pickle. I never used that word. So many life. men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was said. Um, <laughs> that can be deleted. <laughs> what, uh, Larry, you said? Big Pete. Big Pete, sorry. I don't know where I got Larry from. You're th- you were th- you've been thinking about Larry David all day. <laughs> I asked Eric what the first ever star, true movie star, who created, made TV, uh, golden age of television and well, but the, but the context was is who's going to take over for Kevin Costner <laughs> in Yellowstone oh nice and I said Larry David <laughs> same phone question they just keep coming and taking my land okay <laughs> yeah I could just see him being like I'm allergic to horses <laughs> very very interesting yeah. pretty neat pretty um, a lot of land yeah, but um, Pete um, so like the time with your dad at seven it really like Obviously, we just saw something really beautiful. Like you put a lot of work into a film that, to me, describes kind of. Um, it, it to to me that film was a dream about going on a date at the driving range, which might be one of the most common experiences for 
people to try golf. I, I don't know that. I've never thought that before. But it probably is true because Top Golf is worth billions of dollars. Sure. Um, and I don't go to Top Golf, right? And nobody I know goes. So someone's going. <laughs> And it's the two people that you filmed with. You didn't shoot it at Top Golf, just so that people know. Listening, uh, it's at a driving range that looks yep. really real. Yeah, super rustic. It's on a First Nations land in North Vancouver. Yeah. Anyway, it just makes me think about like it's like a dream of like this like really touching moment that um, you know you shared with someone that happened to be around golf. But it's really a it's really like taking this like golf as a backdrop for sure, which it sounds like you're interested in. That's what this is. Yeah, I, I really have not explained it very well. So thanks for being patient with me with my explanations for this is Golf America. But you don't pitch the work. You just you just make it. You don't need to pitch. <laughs> it's just like it, it is what it is. Like I'm not trying to even document golf. Mm. Like we're we're shooting golfers and golfers are a vehicle to an expression. So if we shoot you know, shooting tomorrow, so I want to see what who Eric is. I want to see the player B. I want to see you know Cheyenne just taught us at Do at Dobson. Just God, just I don't really how to describe it. It was. Spiritual is the wrong word, but just she was so humble and she's so interesting and so passionate about the game and women in golf and representation in golf. And like that was cool. And, you know, from kind of a bit more of a type of scene that we shot in Vegas and then the community we, we got to meet in Vegas too. Like we are we are mixing, um, calling this documentary is not particularly true because it's documentation and it's portraiture, but it's also like any film produced. You know, yeah. it's it's seeked, it's designed, and it's desired, and it's it's the reason is because it's trying to push an emotion, not because it's trying to represent something that's untrue, but it's it's acting upon like again subverting the expectation of golf to some ways, yeah, and making it kind of a bit poppier. I, I'm not even sure golf is interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, because we're thinking about it, and it's like. I mean, like, well, define interesting, right? Like, you need an interested. You, you must have a party that's that's arrowing into something. And I just think golf, like, I mean, I don't know if you saw Full Swing. Uh, a couple of episodes. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, look, look I, I mean, you're, as a filmmaker. No, no, we watched, we watched a couple of episodes. As a filmmaker, it's hard to watch, you know, because I'm just like, oh, I didn't realize I was watching The Real Housewives of the PGA Tour or whatever. <laughs> And it's fine. I mean, like, I'm sure it's going to be good for the sport or whatever that means. But um, <laughs> I just think, like, when I when I really zoom out and just, like, look at golf, it's like um, nothing is interesting unless you make it so. For sure. And I think that's what I'm kind of seeing in your work that I really, like, identify with. It's just kind of like, you know, um, you must make it interesting, right? Ingredients aren't interesting. But a, sh a chef's job is to be interested in ingredients and to make those ingredients interesting. For sure. That's a nice way of putting it. I think, like, golf isn't interesting, like, four or five hours of, you know, hitting a ball around and whatever. Like, I can I can appreciate why the majority, if you will, don't find it interesting. But I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, on so many levels. You make it interesting. Here's another aspect of it. I consume more golf content than... Than anyone listening. Than, than most people. <laughs> more than most. I'm, uh, yeah, better than most. Um I consume so much creator golf content. It's part of my job. I just need to know what everyone's making and keep an eye on it. And most of it isn't that interesting <coughs> to me. To me, um, I understand if you're listening and you like a lot of it, that's awesome. I'm really glad. 
Well, they, they make it interesting. It. Yeah, by, they, by they, finding yeah. something to be interesting in it. But something that makes golf such an incredible canvas to tell stories about, I think, is the fact that it's not that interesting inherently. And the, the demonstration of craft and imagination and passion that gets put into beautiful golf content is what makes it such an incredible puzzle to untangle yeah. and make, make interesting, if done right. I'm trying to picture you and Pete. Like, what do you guys talk about? <laughs> that night? Yeah. Anything. Like, um, what's the most memorable conversation you ever had on the golf course with your father? That's a good question. I think, like, any, everyone. Well, recently we just were lucky to play um, in South Africa together. And, like, even just the silence is interesting. Just being there. Like, honestly. Like, we, we played at a place called Clovelli uh, in South Africa. We were lucky to sneak out uh, and get around in the morning and just, you know, Appreciating the moment's great, but we can talk about anything. Like I think as a kid, obviously the transition when you're 13 and you're going into your later teens, early 20s, you can talk about whatever. And there's definitely like some father-son moments talking about whatever. Mm. The girls, the, the pieing, the whatever's the the caution, the, the father, the fatherhood of, you know, the message that he might want to give. But like that's at the end of the day, kind of golf's the language. Mm. And it's just like, you know, it doesn't you know, even healthy competition's fun. So like banter, like taking the mic, take you know, and and also celebrating good shots as well. Like I don't, don't really have a particular strong memory that comes out apart from probably the last one, and even the last one we actually played up um, in our hometown called Norwich. We kind of had a luckily a winter season of like competition, and we kept drawing. Uh, the the first two times he was ahead of me, so he was draw me three uh, uh, on the eighteenth or you know on the sixteenth, and I ended up pulling it back to even. And then at our home course, he was draw me two. I won the, the penultimate hole, then the last hole I slam dunked it from like 50 yards. And it's just like, I felt guilty. <laughs> um, but like whatever, then I completely... You slam dunked it. Yeah. Dang. Shot. What a funny sport that you could say all those words and they make sense to <laughs> And that you could remember that. Yeah. Such an odd sport. The more you play, the more you remember. I remember every shot. Like I yeah. talked to the boys in the car on this long trip. We're talking about a lot of things. And it's just like, I could recite which would be the worst podcast in the world. Every shot I played probably the last 10 rounds. Yeah. There's probably six months between that. I haven't played much golf. I don't get to play much golf. Yeah. It's just something that when I do, I enjoy it. There's a lot of decision that goes into hitting the fucking ball, you know? It's a very conscious each, thing. Each, each thing is like an email. <laughs> each like club selection. Um, it's interesting. Like the silence is interesting because like that's kind of like um, it's uh, only a film could show that. Only a filmmaker might see that. That's kind of interesting. It's lovely. Like he's just such a cool guy. My dad, like, definitely one of my best mates. And um, to to say like we bonded over golf is the wrong thing, but to it's definitely a huge part of our relationship. Yeah, if that makes sense. I played Club Valley. Nice. Yeah, it's fun, huh? Yeah. There. Did you know the story? Probably not. It's a crazy story, actually. It's a Back interesting up. golf okay, course. Okay, tell the story. Where is it? What is it? What's the story? It's in South Africa. It's in. It's like right outside Cape Town. I mean, it's maybe in Cape Town, but it's like forty minutes away or whatever. Yeah, the West Cape of Cape yeah. Town. It was started by uh, a Jewish uh, man who owned like a. He was pretty wealthy, and he owned a couple of electronics stores. Very, very well known. I don't remember the name, but um, he uh, he was in the sixties, I think very like fed up with this whole apartheid thing and so we started a golf course where anyone could go play nice breaking the law and um yeah it's a cool place wild course beautiful yeah it's a, it's a tip from a friend who's south african yeah and um 
Perfect. Yeah. Did you play Metropolitan? No. Okay. How does kid? It's, uh, nine holes, but it's cool. Three. Nine holes, right under the shadow of the World Cup Stadium. I, I mean, yeah, I, I saw you played there. Yeah. Yeah, Club Valley. Was cool. That's what I had in mind when I was thinking about South Africa, that particular course. But um, yeah, we got this tip and we only had one one little opportunity. Club Valley's better. It's good. It's like, wow. Pretty tough. Um, I have a documentary question. Yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Do you have a home for it? No. Do you have a dream home for it? I have a couple. What? For the film? For Why wouldn't it just be YouTube? I don't. I, I've never put anything on YouTube. Is that like good or bad? Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> I just don't have a presence. Like we have a YouTube channel. That's where all. does six minute videos go? Vimeo. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I guess we put it on I, Vimeo, Ross. Just 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 put it on. Put it on YouTube. Put it on our channel. It's there's well there's a through line with with RGC for sure. Like how there's a lot of connection with with it. But um yeah, there's no there's no home. So if anyone's looking for a film. <laughs> yeah i'm interested in content <laughs> you're a great filmmaker dude thank you i'm really excited to be what it is i think right now keeping kind of like autonomy of the film the of the result that the, any given project can have multiple cuts as you know uh, it could be a 10 minute doc can be two minute short can be whatever but uh i think there's this real beauty in autonomy i would be very interested to have your guys's opinion as we as we get into editorial but um it's it's just this i don't know project yeah. And answer your question, no. And and that, that that's part of the cell that's helping us because, you know, there's understandably a lot of, we're approaching people kind of cold calling and, and still knocking on doors. We're still producing as we go. And that was part of the journey and part of the fun and part of the adventure, I guess, to some degree and, and the discovery of the film. And that has already gifted us more than we could have planned. 100% when you're in a home office in Vancouver or you're around Mitch's table where we kind of had our meetings and got this, pulled this off and got this thing together and the funding and whatever self-funded as you said and it's just like we're in moments when you just look you must have this so much with your crew and your family that you work that you work with it's just like you're looking around going like this is cool like the person that has just said something beautiful or the shot looks great or the moment's just pure and uh yeah i forgot where i was going but yeah when was the last time you had that moment that this is cool moment like 20 minutes ago. 20 minutes, okay. Okay. I mean, it happens almost, it happens multiple times a day. Happened to me earlier today. I looked up at the, uh, we, we just put up the pegboards okay. with all the samples. And it does look something out of some dream emporium. Mm. You know, like what the fuck are those things doing on the wall? And it's, I love something that looks surreal and then you're given context and then it all makes sense, but it's still somehow more surreal. You're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But they all came from that many different factories across the world that's almost more impressive mm, yeah well as you know like getting the shot like for you and your team to get for you know, register golf and, and rgc content like the logistics are getting getting to the moment and, as a, and even on a commercial like the way it comes together is money and people um but when when there's no money or people to do it yeah it's just so much more rewarding and the, the way like to get you and your crew to a certain place and to meet those people and integrate into that community it's not easy. I would. I don't want to be on camera. You know, like I, I've I've taken a few swings for the shot, um, but uh, you know, hypercritical and you know, shy, camera shy, whatever. Probably very red on the pod, and blushing all the time. Uh, but it's uh, your skin color. <laughs> it's the Texas sun. And um, yeah, I I'm sorry. I've, I think you give me too much credit. We don't. Adventures of Golf just kind of comes out of us. We don't really. It doesn't just happen. It happens pretty naturally. Yeah, but it, 
as a filmmaker, I understand the process. And, sure. and, and we don't even need the audience to appreciate that. You know, it would be fun. That's fine. We should shoot adventures in golf together. Dude, that'd be sick. Let's pick somewhere super rad. You would need to dial it back, though. You're too stylish. But we can, we can meet in the middle. Your film style. Or maybe it's your DP. Is that the same DP here as now? Correct. Yeah. Mitchell's uh, partner and DP is just insane. So this too has like... Yeah, he's, he's got sauce. He's it's very he's, he's amazing. I love what camera is he using? Sorry, I have to ask. I have to get. To, I want to know what clubs he's got. No, appreciate it. So uh, for this trip, we're using Alexa Mini LF yeah. and some nice prime lenses that we rented. And um, for that film uh, first date, we combined sixteen millimeter. Yeah. And uh, Alexa Mini. You'll see it tomorrow morning. What will I see tomorrow morning? The camera. Oh, the rigs. Yeah. The rig. It's juicy. It's it's heavy. Do you follow um, uh, what's the account? My shitty rig. I like follow a lot of like yeah grip, yeah, grip stuff gear rigs. So he has his own. I mean, Mitch is also how old again? Mitch is young, twenty five. So Mitch and I met uh, three or four years ago and started just you know we're so I'm lucky to have him, him as a friend, as a partner, and like he's the most talented DP I've ever worked with. Period. Yeah. You don't have to be old. No, to you're not know what's cool and looks good and expresses a feeling. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Like age is irrelevant. Like you know, experience helps Thank in some you. in some Thank sometimes. You. No, dude. I'm, being accused of being very old. <laughs> Your senior producer is a young producer, right? Like, yeah, we're inverted age almost. Eric, Eric is referring the other direction. He's saying that he always is, says I'm old. He's, you're not. You know what? I, I'm on record. I'm on a podcast. You're not old. I appreciate you're quite it. young, yeah. just older than me. <laughs> um, That's just a fact. The I would love so you you DM me and. I obviously, you know, I, I, I wanted to talk to you. I, I want to hear about your project. But then I watched that short first date and I got really excited. I, to be honest, I really wanted to see what you'd come up with. And then my mind just kind of just started racing about all, like there's a lot of fun things we could do. Like tomorrow or in the long term? In the long term. Just, I mean, you never know when we need to tell a story. And Well, here's the crazy thing. There's another production crew we need to bring in. Here's the crazy thing. We could move to Vancouver. <laughs> let's do it man right i mean like tax credits it's just like yeah it's just like that's that's the whole idea of random golf club i'm a canadian citizen yeah you are it's true it's true um i will be seen which is bizarre you're not yet you've been there five years you said yeah is it hard to do no it's great canada's like the most accepting country in the world yeah both politically and people they gave me one i didn't even ask for it (laughs) really yeah shut up i went to a cvs Ed, Ed McMahon was like, "You may be a Canadian citizen." Oh my God, you are! My first fake ID was Canadian, actually. That's not why I'm a Canadian citizen. Wow, I don't really, have a fake passport. Really full circle. They, here. Just, they just believed you and gave you. And I just think, like you know, because random golf clubs all about like you never know what's going to happen. So that's kind of cool, right? Like that's kind of exciting. You know, because I, 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 it's brilliant. Like your work is very good. I feel like we're now in an interview. All right, everybody. Where's your resume? No, your I think how cool though it would be. Like we're doing some. I, I won't talk about it, but we're dropping some very cool things in the summer. Some summer gear, some things that you could go and water in. Who knows? How fun would it be if you shot a commercial for that? I would love that. I'd love it. Like you could do something so special with that. Or what if we went to Mexico? You know, that's what I love about meeting creatives who care so clearly about this. You're doing this with your own money. That's crazy. It's fun. It's like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. It's good to lose money. I, well, we just came through Vegas. So, yeah, <laughs> very aware of how that feels. Yeah. it's. I think it's so good to spend your money. Yeah. On, like, things that mean something to you. I do it in commercials as well, like direct-to-cuts. Yeah. 
pay for, pay some friends to to do my own versions of the yeah editorial. This fucking guy was like, he wanted it this way, and I'm like, I'll do it myself. Yeah, Blade Runner. It's gonna be a couple more hours long. Um, what car are you road tripping in? We're in a soccer mom car. I didn't even know what it is. Maybe I saw it's, it. It's a Pacifica. It's the best minivan. It's ever. a Pacifica. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's you been amazing. It. it might be a Sebring, but it's basically the same car. It. Uh, you got armrests in the front seats, right? Double. Yeah. What's the sick car? Do you have bucket seats in the back too? No. Yeah. There's two buckets and then there's a bench in the way back. Right. Yeah, we got the the flat down, the back yeah. downs to, for all it's the a gear. Brilliant road it's trip. A great car. golf road trip car. It's, a, it's brilliant. Uh, Eric, this is a great opportunity. Eric bought a new car. I, yeah, I bought a Volvo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I switched. Electric. No. SUV though. I'm not into electric cars. I do. Sorry. Do you, are you? No, I, I can't yeah. afford one. Yeah, it's just like uh, you got to charge all the time, and yeah. like you can't really go wherever you want. Right, I mean, we, we we wondered how this would work with an electric vehicle, and it would just be a pain in the ass. Yeah, you you can't do it. I mean, you you would be in Marfa, and you'd be like, "We'll leave in <laughs> seven hours, I think, if the grid is working." Yeah, ironically, on the, you kind enough to watch another video of mine, like we were shooting a car commercial for electric vehicles, and uh, uh, halfway through the trip, we had to go and charge the car, and Fun. there was a power cut. Nice on the island. We were shooting on Vancouver Island, power cut, so couldn't charge the car. Gas would have been helpful, but whatever. Yeah, I just, I drove an electric car all through Europe over the summer, and I was like, this sucks. Like, it's so sad, because, like, you want electric to be good, and I had a Tesla for a while. Anyway, whatever, it's not a car show. They'll they'll <laughs> be good. But stay tuned. There are many countries around the world that are perfecting electrical grid systems. We love renewable energy, and we care about the earth. JoJo's like, I drive a he, kn- he knows the world's ending, and he just chooses to shine a blind eye on it. I drive a 2004 in, Subaru are you, Forester. <laughs> are you, uh, what, how do you feel about the apocalypse? Yeah, good question. I'm pretty chill about it. Yeah. You think it's going to happen? Mm, haven't thought about it. Right. I think it, like when ever? it, yeah, interesting. Must be Canada. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was about to say. I think when it happens, it, you know how Vancouver has that weird little bridge to Terabithia thing going on, where it's just the climate's nice. Yeah, you guys will be thriving. Yeah, I think I think it only gets nicer for them. So, yeah, I'm like I w- I like Vancouver, man. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. Do you live in the town in the city? Yeah, I live in a place called Kitsilano. It's by the beach. Okay, cool. Oh wow. Have you been to Eagle what, Bald Eagle? Ball Eagle Golf Club in <laughs> no. Point Roberts? Yes. The Exclave. You have been? I have, yeah. I've played that course. This is weird. Yeah, because there's a little... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got some... some um, we need to... Hey, Jojo, can you email them and ask them if they got... Because if they if people applied for a job... I'll, I'll email um, Her name. Tracy. Yeah, Tra- <laughs> Wow, look at his memory. It's amazing. Yeah, I'll email Tracy. And ask yeah, him. I would love to know if people applied for the job after watching the video. I, I absolutely will. He needs some help down there, Rick. <laughs> um... What was the what's the best meal? The eighteenth hole. Eighteenth hole. The nineteenth hole. Sorry. Um. What's the uh? What's the best meal and the worst meal you've had on your trip so far? Ooh. Um. We ate here last night at, at is it Terry Black's? Yeah. Great. Good for you. I'm glad you went. That was money. I usually really, recommend people to go there. Really loved that. Where's dinner tonight? No, not sure. We're open. Yeah. I was gonna just take him to Denana. You were. Well, that, that leads to my next thing, but I want to hear about the worst meal. <laughs> Ross told me, because he listens to the pod, he said his guys, they're challenging us to pickleball after this, if you have the time. Tonight? He said right after the pod, they think they can take us down. Because we challenged everyone on the podcast. We said, if you come to 757. We said that publicly? We said that publicly, and we put <laughs> it out into say? the universe. Oh, you did? Yeah. 500 bucks. Yeah. No, 500 bucks. Wait, what? Budget. What did I say? <laughs> we said, said, if they come here and they beat us, that is their, it's, it's their show after that. It's their what? They get the show. They get the show? 
We're giving away the rights to the road. <laughs> the, the, like, we get the RSS feed. <laughs> oh my god! Don't worry, it's insane fans of you guys. All right, we're new. Five hundred bucks. What do you guys get if you lose? Yeah, good question. What do we get? We'll figure it out. I tell you what. This, I mean, I don't need anything. I don't want it. I don't. So it's funny, actually. <laughs> Jojo, here's a, Jojo asked me a question the other night at dinner. Oh wow, yeah. I asked you, someone right now. I hand you right now two hundred million dollars. What do you do? Get specific. I want the next week of your life. Yeah, like next week. One week of your life. What do you do? 200 million. 200 million. 200 million. That's a nice number. US dollars. You got to pay tax, obviously. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. See. I don't know. Trust. Like, honestly, I'll just go and play golf around the world. Like, I can't do that in a week, obviously, but I, I would make you just, films. You just shut down everything. You bring the camera crew play, and you just play golf the way you want to play. It's hard to, like, I'd obviously treat the girls, Maya and Emma, but, um, and my family. You give them the severance package? <laughs> give them a little bit. <laughs> Give him a little bit of money. <laughs> you take, they take care of him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, I don't know how to spend that much money. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to spend it in the week. We mean more so like what are, you, you get it for the rest of your life. How do you get started? But like what does your next week look yeah, like? Yeah, what does the week look like? Does it look like? different than the last week? Are you, are you spending money or are you spending a week freaking out? Well, very specifically, yeah. it wouldn't change anything because I'd still do the road trip to Florida. Mm. We're still uh, eight days on the road yeah. left, so that would happen. Except you probably upgrade the Pacifica. I think we'll keep it. We, we might not stay in Motel 6. You choose different hotels. Yeah, sure. we were yeah. in a Motel 6 That's last the one. night. I think the one thing about getting $200 million is that it like there's a bit of lag. Like it takes a second to actually hit you that like you're never going to run out of money. I agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the first diner you go to and you're looking at the menu and you're like, uh, I'll take just two eggs, please. Yeah, or like, what do you do? You go into the kitchen and you're like, come with me. You're coming, you're coming with <laughs> us now. <laughs> like, the first, the first answer I had was kind of fucked up, I realized. Joshua asked me, what would you do with $200 million? Yeah. And I said, <laughs> well, I said, I, my first answer was similar to yours. Like, I would just, um, I would just, like, work harder. <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> Which is kind of what you said, right? It's like, I love what I'm doing. I would only just, in, I would just, like, do more. Yeah, right. And then, and then, kind of the funnier answer was that I would start making people offers that they couldn't refuse. <laughs> you like, you go up to a person and you'd be like, like Mr. Beast, four hundred. No, give me but a car. very different. Yeah. Four hundred thousand dollars. Go hit that person. <laughs> go punch that person. No, it wouldn't be anarchy. Offer you can't refuse. It wouldn't be anarchy. It would, I think. What was the example? You had a great example. I think it was about the waitress at the restaurant. Yeah. I was like, quit your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were like, quit your job. Yeah. Like, you get, How you much to quit your job right now? Nice. Well, that's, that's That'd terrible. be interesting. That was an interesting dinner. Then you came up with the term fish terrorist. I don't remember the context for that. Well, because our Kefir, who, is it Kefir here? Kefir's, yeah, Kefir's working on Breaking Cabo. He's want to play pickleball. Breaking Cabo came out today. Congratulations, Breaking Cabo. Oh, my God. Head over to the YouTube channel. What, what, uh, so you live, a, you, how many countries have you played golf in? Uh, I haven't counted, but probably 15, 20. I try oh, and play my, everywhere I go. That's quite a bit. I, I, golf's kind of my thing. So Is there a place that you're like aching to get back to from those? Or is there a place that's not that you haven't been to that you're kind of aching to get to? Uh, the spe- very special one was Hamilton Island in in Australia. Oh, interesting! I've never even heard of Hamilton Island. Oh, it's Hamilton, Hamilton Island. It's uh, off Ellie Beach, um, somewhere in northwest, northeast of um, in Australia. It's a, it's its own island oh, near Brisbane. Yeah, north of Brizzy. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of this place. Kind of maybe yeah. it's up near Cairns, up near the diving kind of center kind of I thing. I think but. some of the pros like to go there. Is it quite nice golf, or is it? It's insane. It's insane. Oh. No, so it's like a, a a very kind of nice island. Cluster of islands off the coast of Australia, and then there's a specific island which has only got a golf course, so you have to get a boat there. Oh, and it's so beautiful! It's quite—I'd be- say it's like kind of November. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Like, yeah. 
it inspired me to get the, the golf clubs I currently have. I hired a set and that's I just went and bought them. What's that? It was tailor-made, a Titleist, Titleist TP2s. They were Titleist. AP2s. AP2s, apologies, yeah. Um, cool. A few years ago, I went and got custom. I love that you're better at golf than me and I know clubs more than you. I, like, I tried out annoys me. The, the blades in there. Oh, yeah. Which ones? Uh, the Tacomas. Say it. Love it. Oh, yeah, they're sick. No, I didn't have a kid. Like the Say it. <laughs> <laughs> they are quite good. That, like, they were not... Were those the ones in my bag? Must have been. They're ones that were in the black bag we used to shoot the other. Yeah, those are my personals. Oh, oh sorry. Just make sure those... Of course not. No, it's fine. I only use the P, but like... I love no, it. No, no, they're, they're, like, they're not really mine. Like, they're ours. They're so, they're so unintimidating to look. Yeah. Like a blade is usually like... I, I'm, you know... Again, so my ego is six. My reality is probably 10 yeah. handicap. And yeah, like I, I can probably hit a club, but Blazer never appealed, but they were, yeah. they were good looking. I, I lipped out for a hole-in-one with that nine iron. Ooh. You, uh, how many hole-in-ones do you have? Zero. Big, Big Pete's got two or three. Fucking Pete. Mm, you could get a couple tomorrow morning. I'm not opposed to, to getting some. Oh Butler. my God, that'd be sick, yeah. dude. I think we're going to have, like, I just said to the community, yeah, I said to the people we've, we've been uh, filming like Ace Cam Live, people know the Hell yeah. people know the phrase. And then we didn't get any dunks, but we tried. Okay, well, uh, we do have a pickleball match to get to, but uh, I guess last thing is, what are you hoping for from tomorrow morning? Tell us tell us what we're trying to do. We're we're just playing golf tomorrow. We're talent, so. Yeah, no, totally. It's 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 very much that combination of doc and then um, changing the documentary uh, approach with Mitchell, the DP. Like, so we'll it'll be follow. It'll be story. It'll be conversation. I want to see Eric just shredding it. I want to see Jojo and the guys just having a good time. Like that's the, the 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 more authentic, the better. But when we start producing, I guess a few more shots or the way that the camera changes the angles to kind of create more uh, visceral moments. That's probably the moments we're going to get. Like the still are the better for like really weird slice of life moments, but like we're looking for Mitchell to kind of do his thing. Yeah, I, I kind of rely on the guy a lot. To be honest, so in answer to you guys, just you just do you go for a plunge, grab a coffee, hit some balls, get a hole in one or two. I mean, I'm due. It's been a minute. Yeah, you're you're pretty due. Are you excited to have a golf? When was the last time you had a golf filmmaker and this kind of level? You know, like documentary. I would say nothing like this yeah, has nothing, ever happened. Nothing like this. this is the first time. You're just kind of. I've been involved in like other things that have been a little bit more corporate. Yeah. Which is, you know, I don't, I'm not a corporate person, so it doesn't really get into my skin, you know? And I, and if it just starts to get corporate, I just, I just have a way of shaking it. Sure. Shaking it loose, you know? Well, as you know, like. Slap the art director, you know? <laughs> Four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I have a, I have an Leak app. Leak your company to assets. <laughs> My favorite app, actually, I use a lot on corporate shoots. Yeah, this is your favorite app. Yeah. Yeah, this is a. It's kind of like a custom API development build. Like, pretend that you're talking about like yeah, the I got, shoot, I got you. I got and, everything, you. and I'll just be like, "Yeah." So we have a call time later today. We have several people. Whoa! <laughs> Hold on, I have a four hundred one k. Easy there. Throw them that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Let's play some pickleball. Let's go do some filming. And uh, everybody, please go watch First Date and the forthcoming This, this is, is Golf America. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm, I'm honestly excited. Yep. First Date is in the description. We're very excited about the documentary. <laughs>